0: Screams. Hello and welcome to another Creative Cuppa. I'm Gareth Davis, a composer for TV, and in each episode, I have a cuppa with someone working in the many amazing creative industries. There are loads of episodes to dip into, so have a nose at the back catalogue if you like. They're all around the time it takes to drink a cuppa, funnily enough. Now, an award-winning stand-up comedian, an actor, a writer, and a champion of creativity walk into a bar. They're the same person. When I think of Andy Osho, I immediately picture her on stage on the BBC stand-up show Live at the Apollo. It turns out she is Osho much more, though. Sorry, I'll leave the comedy to Andy. But I'm so thrilled Andy joined me for a cuppa and a chat. As you'll hear, she is a creative force for good and despite having so many different projects on the go at the same time, still makes time to do things like this. So thank you again, Andy. You are a star. So, do you have your cuppa ready? Yes. Then here we go. Andy Osho, actor, comedian, author, podcaster, creative wizard. Welcome to Creative Cuppa.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: (laughs) That's quite all right. I hope you're having a good week. Yeah, it's been all right. Uh, Lots to talk about there, actually, because you've had some... uh, new things happening but let's go back a bit because you've had several careers really you've been in films and on tv and treading the boards in theater and stand-up comedy and what Uh, i really like about you is your passion for creativity as a whole you seem to live and breathe it has that always been the case where did it all start for you? Do
1: you know, it hasn't actually. I um, used to work in post-production. So I was, but not even like doing it. I was like an, a manager. So I was, um, it was an operational role. So I was sort of organizing other people's creativity, basically. Oh. And I worked in broadcast tech for a little while and then became a post-supervisor. So, so for 10 years, I was basically organizing other people's creativity in one way or another. And then I was working on a soap where we were getting to interact with, um, some of the cast and, um, I just, my world got bigger by being, you know, cause we were all on the same site. So I got to meet people who worked on production and obviously the cast as well. And it just, I think the fire was already burning very very like a very low flame it was on a simmer you know (laughs) but I didn't even acknowledge and then you know just being amongst these folks I just started to feel like this isn't this job is great and it does satisfy a part of me but it doesn't satisfy all of me and in hindsight I can see that what I was really hungry for was a job or a profession where I got to be creative But when I first started out, I didn't, my creativity, I I found it as as I've gone on. I wasn't as creative as I am now, if that makes sense. Because I thought, for example, acting was mimicry. I thought the director told me what to do. And then I did it because I was a very good mimic. I was always doing impersonations of people, you know, friends and people that we knew or bosses and, you know, all that sort of stuff. (laughs) So I was good at recreating something that I was told to recreate or recreating something that somebody had already created. But yeah. in terms of finding my own expression, that's taken quite a while.
0: You have two new things now. Yes. Let's talk about both. First of all, your podcast, uh, Creative Source with Andy Osho. Yeah. Uh, it's you in a microphone imparting <laughs> advice about about all aspects of creative life, actually. Yeah. How important would you say it is to you to pay this advice forward to other people?
1: you know, the reason that podcast happened is because I was looking for that content at one point and didn't find exactly what I was looking for. To be fair, because I was probably looking for videos rather than thinking, oh, there could be podcasts that are having these conversations that I'm hungry for. So that's kind of why I'm doing it because I'm thinking, well, if I'm looking for it, probably other people are looking for it too. Mm. And it's sort of straddling. What I'm looking to do is straddle a space between practical advice and kind of just more abstract inspiration so I hope I'm saying things that people can apply but also things that people can just consider and sit with and see if that works see if that can change their outlook in some way
0: yeah it is I heard the first episode which is about rejection which yeah a lot I suppose a lot if you're in a creative job it's something that people shy away from isn't it because they don't want to look like they failed yeah so it's really nice to hear that And you got into it so much. There's another episode coming out on rejection. It's a (laughs) two-parter.
1: It's a two-parter. I mean, a lot of them became that because you know that when I started talking about it, I realized there was just so much to discuss and unpack. Because, Mm. like you say, we've got this idea of what rejection is. It's something distasteful. It's something to be avoided. It's something that you know doesn't look so good. doesn't feel good either but actually when you start to unpack it and think about it there's so much to it and and even a way that it can become a tool but it took me <laughs> like an hour <laughs> to, to yeah. get there so i thought instead of putting it out as one hour long podcast i split it in two so it's now a two-parter yeah. rejection the sequel
0: i loved uh, richard osmond's advice as well which um if you're listening, go and go and have a listen. I won't spoil it, but uh, that was really good advice. Yeah,
1: it really was. Yeah, and and there's a few other folks that come and you know share their pearls of wisdom on different subjects as well. So I'm, yeah, it's, it's um, yeah. not just me yeah. <laughs> going on.
0: But but actually, it's a it's kind of a natural extension to you had. Uh, These creativity chats on YouTube—they're still all up there, aren't they? So people can go and search for those as well.
1: Yeah, so that's where the whole thing started. Is I the content that I was looking for that I couldn't find? I decided to create, but I did them as like these live um, streams on Instagram. But the difference between what's on Instagram and what I'm doing with the podcast is that I'm in conversation. With the viewers in, on the uh, mm. the things that are on YouTube, the clips that are on YouTube. Well, they're not clips; they're like hour <laughs> hour long <laughs> conversations. And so there's a lot of me stopping and greeting people and answering questions and yeah. going a little bit off topic and tangents and stuff like that because that's how conversations go. So the podcast is me sort of refining that part of those clips. Isn't part of the podcast, and also actually what I've discovered by revisiting it is I may have something different to say. So it's not even Mm. just about doing what I did on the Instagram thing. It's about just really generating the conversation anew. And if I feel differently about something or if I've learned something, then I, I have to put that in rather than just try and recreate what I've already done.
0: Yeah, I can totally relate to the wanting to pass on that advice. I think in the creative world we've all there there's a common thread isn't there where we've all started out. We've all thought, what the hell am I doing? I think it's so important if someone asks for help or advice to be the the, the type of person that you want them to be in the future.
1: Yeah. It's kind right. of leading
0: by example, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And it's it's hard, isn't it? Because like we we only know what we know this far and how we advise someone at this point may be different from what we would say in a year's time. Because, you know, an example yeah. of that is that um, I went through a phase with some of my actor friends of saying, you know, you should write your own show. Like this is actor friends who maybe their careers weren't go- moving in the way that they wanted to. I'd be like, you should write your own show. You should write your own stuff and you should create your own content and you should do, 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 do. you should, you should, you should. <laughs> And, you know, because you see it it work for certain people. But what i realised in hindsight is that, oh, writing's got to be, a, or whatever it is you do to sort of advance your career, it's got to be a passion as well. Because if you do it strategically, you could just end up being miserable and then you end up down
0: a road that you don't want to be on. Yes, I suppose it could be misunderstood that then you know, make your own content, but do it because you love it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so that's an example of me learning something and then revising how I would advise somebody in the future. So I would definitely add that if it's a passion anyways. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like don't, because I've seen so many people and I've done it myself, put myself through some sort of, you know, getting into some creative craft or something or discipline, strategically thinking this will get me blah 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 and just be miserable because of it because I'm not actually enjoying the thing itself
0: yeah it's it's better that good things happen because you're enjoying it because you're uh into it and uh, passionate about something yeah. Uh, it, don't, it will lead on to other things, but you can't start with other, those other things.
1: Well, surely as well, because we've all taken such a massive risk by being creative, especially if we're doing it as mm. our profession, that yeah. why do stuff that's not going to make you happy? Because surely the risk in in the first place was to be happy Yeah, doing this so that we can, you know, be in the joy of being a creative.
0: Fabulous. <laughs> Let's talk about your book, Asking for a Friend. It's out now. It's about three best friends solving their relationship woes in an unusual way. Yeah. And if listeners follow your social media, there's there's lots about the book there. But what I want to know is what the writing process was like for you. Did you read, I mean, there are loads of books about writing. Did you get advice about it or did you just feel your own way? How did you... Go it was it. a
1: little bit of everything. I mean, I, I you know, I've spoken about this quite a bit, is that like I didn't know what I was doing. And I didn't know that I didn't know what I was doing. I was in a proper <laughs> Donald Rumsfeld kind of world. You know what I mean? There are no knowns. There are that, knowns. that can be that can be good though. Yeah, it can, but it can also be very painful. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it was painful at times. It was joyful at times as well. But yeah, I didn't know what I was doing. I had my you know, my past and the other work that I've done and what I've learned from short form storytelling, screenwriting, that type of thing. I think actually in hindsight, A Godsend was also this screenwriting course that I'd taken. And even though his emphasis was on, you know, writing for TV and film, what he taught us was definitely applicable to, you know, writing a manuscript. So thankfully. I was able to take some of that and also the advice that I was being given by my editor and support that friends who work in this field, uh, uh, you know, offered me as well. So somehow (laughs) I got the book over the finish line, but it wasn't easy. So I get why people were reticent to start writing a book because it is an intimidating process.
0: I suppose if you if it is easy, you're doing something wrong, though. Yeah, it's probably not very good. It should be challenging, (laughs) shouldn't it? (laughs) Well, yeah,
1: I mean, that's it. I mean, the good stuff usually is challenging. I mean, sometimes, obviously, things just plop out of people fully formed, you know, like when the Beatles wrote yesterday or Sam Smith wrote um, his you know, Bond themed and He said it took him like 20 minutes or something like that. But probably it took him 20 minutes because of all the hard work he's done prior to getting yeah. to that point. And the fact that they only allow you to use three chords anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> so <laughs> there's sort of limited options. But, what, but, but I guess my point is, is that, yeah, you're right. It's like anything good, usually it takes something. It, it doesn't take something from you as in like leaves you spent, but you really have to sort of graft to make yeah. something great.
0: Absolutely, uh, I recently finished a project that took a long time, and it really feels like a weight has been lifted. Yeah. How do you tend to celebrate those milestones?
1: Do You know, it's funny. I, I'm not great at celebrating milestones. To be honest, I've, I'm getting better, and because I get keep getting told off by people, <laughs> like, "Have a glass <laughs> of champagne," "Stop," "Have a holiday," "Do something." But I'm, I just you know, almost like this pathological desire to just keep going sort of thing. I was
0: going like, to say you celebrate by starting something else.
1: Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, which isn't necessarily the healthiest relationship with, you know, my work life. So I am learning to just like, not just celebrate the end of something, but I had a career coach for a little while and he was like, celebrate milestones as well. Yeah, That doesn't just have to be the end that, you know, you crack open the champers. You can celebrate, right, that's, that's, that's half the book written. Or that's 10 chapters done. Or that's the first week of promotion.
0: Yay. (laughs) You know, give yourself a pat on the back. Good to reflect, isn't it? And uh, if you give yourself that space, it can inform the next bit. You're powered up to get cracking again.
1: Yeah, that's the other thing I'm really noticing as well, is that sometimes, even if I'm really into um, a project or or something that I'm creating, I will make sure I take rest days and rest time, even if I really desperately want to crack on, because it doesn't actually in the long term serve me to keep yeah. going like that. Even though yeah. I might feel really strongly pulled, like I've, I've just had this really great idea. I'm just going to do this one little bit. Like it's Sunday, <laughs> I tell myself, <laughs> it's Sunday. Just yeah. stop and pick it up on Monday. And you'll pick it up with even more enthusiasm than you had when you wanted to go into yeah. it on your rest day.
0: Yeah. So you've you've launched your book, you've launched your podcast What's next then?
1: What is next? Well, I mean, I'm writing another book.
0: Cause, oh, of course you are.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I liken this book writing process to ch- having children in the sense of like, you know, when you birth the first one, you're like, never again. And then you see it out there in the <laughs> in the world. You're like well maybe we could have another one
0: so at what point did you have that idea then was it did you always have an idea that this story would go on or is it a different story or
1: it's a different story i mean there was definitely points long points periods where i was just like i can i can't go through this again i cannot do this again and i really meant it in fact there was a point where i couldn't even do this one i was going to give back the advance i was going to you know bail on the whole thing because i was like this is beyond me and i had to shift my outlook to be able to complete but so i never had the idea that i was going to be doing this again i was just like i'm out <laughs> you know as soon as <laughs> as soon as it's delivered i want nothing more to do with the literary world but Then, you know, lockdown happened and I thought, oh, I've got a bit of spare time on my hands, had a conversation with the publishers, pitched um, an idea to them. And so baby number two is on the way.
0: Yeah. And and it's different because you now have those skills, all those hard bits that you had to get through, you now know how to do.
1: (laughs) This is true. But I'm also the sort of person who, you know... (laughs) if I've done it that way before, rather than make it easy for myself and do it that way again, I'm now (laughs) like, right, I am going to this time write in the first person, which I've never done before. And I'm going to write about, you know what I mean? So I've got to create all these new characters writing in a different style than I'd written before. I just, I I love the idea that, you know, of growing through what I'm creating as well. So I don't want to, there's nothing wrong with settling into a form that works for you, but I don't want to be one of those creatives who just reproduces the same thing time and time again that won't satisfy me even though it may satisfy an audience that want to see the same thing from you but to me to be alive in my creativity I've got to sort of keep changing it up
0: that's fantastic well the very best of luck with book two thank you Uh, where can people find your work online
1: um so my website's pretty my website's pretty good and I can say that I didn't do anything (laughs) it's very
0: colorful I love it
1: there's yes. lots of colours. Well, my podcast is there. Well, you can link to the podcast. I think I'm going to start putting episodes up on my on the website. But anyways, even yeah. if not, you can link to the podcast there. I've got a blog on there and you can access my short film and find out more about me. But otherwise, you know, I'm just, I'm on TV shows and things like that. And yes, And on are. social media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've
0: even infiltrated the Marvel world, haven't you?
1: I could Amazing. not believe that. Yeah, because the director <laughs> who, who directed, directed um, Shazam, he hired me a, f- a couple of years before in a film called Lights Out. And, and then uh, it, what happened is he, you know, he got the Shazam gig and he was thinking of this role that I ended up playing. And he said to the casting director, he just keeps picturing me in this role, like based on the role that I played before for him. So he's could we not just, just offer it to her rather than sort of go through the process of doing all the, the auditions. I didn't know any of this until after the fact, you know? And so I just get one, I'm just sitting there, minding my own business one afternoon and my agent messages me and he says, oh, I've got a, a film offer for you, uh, but I can't talk now. <laughs> I was like, what? Because it was an email, right? So i just like, so I'm gonna have to just sit here thinking who has offered me a film role? And I knew that David uh, had landed Shazam and I thought he is the only person who would like, just offer me a role like that because he knows me. Nobody else knows me like that because this is when I was, you know, living in L.A. So I was like, nobody knows, even knows I'm here or cares that I'm here. He's the only <laughs> one. And so I had to wait like three hours or whatever to find out whether it was actually Shazam. And so, you know, praise be it. T- it turned Amazing. out it was. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah
0: absolutely brilliant well look uh, not that you need it but best of luck with all your creative endeavours I'll take it Um, wherever
1: it comes from thank you (laughs) you're welcome
0: (laughs) and thanks so much for joining me for a cuppa
1: oh thank you it was fun
0: Thanks again to Andy for joining me for a chat. Her sparkly, colourful website is at andyosho.co.uk. That's Andy with an I. And I've put the link to that and also her social media links in the show notes for your perusal. Go and take a look. As always, if you're thinking, but wait, Gareth made this podcast just for me and I didn't get him anything, then a simple positive review and a lovely rating would be just the thing. And if you enjoyed our chat, share it with someone, recommend it. That's how podcasts get noticed, so I'll be eternally grateful. Don't forget, if you get to this Friday and are desperate for some friendly faces and an actual chat with a cuppa, Go and join the Creative Cuppa Facebook group. There'll be a video room open there from 9 to 9.30am on Friday. Uh, It's always a really nice way to start Friday, I find. That's all for now, though. I hope you have a fabulous week and thanks for joining me for a cuppa.